0: Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Thursday, September 29th, 2022, and this is day 1653 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you and we praise you above all others. I I thank you so much, my Lord, for keeping your hedge of protection around us all night, all day, and keeping us safe from all harm and danger. And, And when is that time to come and be with you? So be it. We look forward to that day. I thank you, Lord, for your mercy and grace that you have upon us. I ask, Lord, that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is Skewed Perspective. Yep. A Skewed Perspective, and we talked about this last night in our uh, Life Talk um, Bible Study class, and uh, you're welcome to come anytime we do it over Zoom, so please feel free any Wednesday night at six at from 6.30 to 7.30. But Skewed Perspective is, your perspective is off, and it's based upon many things in our lives and how we were raised, our surroundings, uh, the people that <clears throat> uh, we were with uh, for, form our perspectives. So we're going to be coming out of Esther chapter one, verses one through 22. And this is about before Esther was queen, there was another queen named Vashti, or Vashti, I've been calling her Vashti, um, who took a stand and she had a different perspective than the king. So let's learn more about what happened. And, and it was a life or death. Situation. So it says, this is what happened during the time of King of Xerxes, the Xerxes who ruled over 127 provinces stretching from India to Cush. At that time, King Xerxes reigned from his royal throne in the citadel of Susa, and in the third year of his reign, he gave a banquet for all his nobles and officials. The military leaders of Persia and Media, the princesses and the nobles of the provinces were present. For a full 180 days, six months, y'all, he displayed the vast wealth of his kingdom and the splendor and glory of his majesty. So, typically, this was a time where he would be preparing uh to launch their attack uh when it came to going into combat and showing off what they had was part of the strategy uh sharing uh the wealth and if you were wealthy and 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 especially the territory that he ruled, he had a hundred and twenty seven provinces it was very important to prove his status. And of course, he was bragging too. Uh, My commentary says Persia was a world power and the king as the center of that power was one of the wealthiest people in the world. Persian kings loved to flaunt their wealth, even wearing precious gemstones in their beards. Jewelry was a sign of rank, Persian men, even soldiers wore great amounts of gold jewelry into battle. And I remember reading once in a study that they would even put jewelry on their horses. So this gives you an idea of who he is and what he is doing and why he was doing it. And it says, um, so he did this for 180 days when these days were over the king gave a banquet lasting seven days in the enclosed garden of the king's palace for all the people from the least to the greatest who were in the citadel of susa the garden had hangings of white and blue linen fastened with cords of white linen and purple material to silver rings on marble pillars There were couches of gold and silver on mosaic pavement of potpourri, marble, mother of pearl, and other costly stones. Wine was served in goblets of gold, each one different from the other. And the royal wine was abundant in keeping with the king's liberality. So just imagine, this... Seven day party was for you know the regular people. <laughs> that would be like me, you know, your your uh, servants, your poor people, your well, you know. It says from the the greatest to the least. So this was for the regular common folks, all right. And so they got to see the vast wealth of the king as well. It says by the king's command, each guest was allowed to drink with no restrictions for the king instructed all the wine stewards to serve each man what he wished. So people could get as drunk as they wanted, basically. Queen Vashti also gave a banquet for the women <clears throat> in the royal palace of King Xerxes. On the seventh day, when King Xerxes was high in spirits, again drunk, from wine, he commanded the seven eunuchs who served him, Mamuhim, uh, Mahuman, uh, Besta, Harbona, Bigtha, Abagatha, Zathar, and Karkas to bring before him Queen Vashti wearing her royal robe in order to display her beauty to the people and nobles for she was lovely to look at. But when the attendants delivered the king's command, Queen Vashti refused to come. Then the king became furious and burned with anger. Since it was customary for the king to consult experts in matters of law and justice, he spoke with the wise men who understood the times and were closest to the king. So that was Karshina, Shathar, uh, Admatha, Tarshish, Maurice, uh, Marcina, and Momyukin, the seven nobles of Persia and Media who had special access to the king and were highest in the kingdom. So he consulted them. He was upset because his wife wouldn't come and be, you know, show off who she was and, and, you know, the king wanted to lavish her wealth or what she had, her royal robe and all of those things. And of course, she was very pretty, very beautiful. Verse 15 says, according to the law, what must be done to Queen Bashtat? He asked, she has not obeyed the command of King Xerxes that the eunuchs have taken to her. Then Mamukin replied in the presence of the king and the nobles, Queen Vashti has done wrong, not only against the king, but also against all the nobles and the peoples of all the provinces of King Xerxes. For the queen's conduct will become known to all the women, and so they will despise their husbands and say King Xerxes commanded Queen Vashti to be brought before him, but she would not come. So they're saying, hey king, this is not an offense only to you, but to us too. <laughs> the very day the Persian and Median women of the nobility who have heard about the queen's conduct will respond to all the king's nobles in the same way there will be no end of disrespect and discord therefore if it pleases the king let him issue a royal decree and let it be written in the laws of Persia and Media which cannot be repealed that that Vashti is never again to enter the presence of King Xerxes. Also let the king give her royal position to someone else who is better than she. Then when the king's edict is proclaimed throughout all his vast realm, all the women will respect their husbands from the least to the greatest. The king and his nobles were pleased with this advice, so the king did as prom proposed. He sent dispatches to all parts of the kingdom, to each province in his own script, and to each people in their own language, proclaiming that every man should be ruler over his own household, using his negative, I mean, I'm sorry, using his native tongue. So this was huge. Uh, they could not stand Vashti, his little crew of uh, advisors, and they convinced the king to get rid of her. Point number one. I have several points. All right. So first, the way you view a situation may be different than the way I see it based upon our perspectives. Perspective refers to the way we see the world based on where we are from and our experiences. It is very normal to see things differently than other people. Our perspectives are shaped by our identities, who we are, where we are from, how we are raised, etc. Uh, I have my own issues when it came to perspectives. I used to think most people who were on food stamps or welfare. Uh, who were capable of working, were lazy and laid around all day looking at soap operas. Yes, that was my perspective. It wasn't right, but that's how I saw it, based upon friends and family, relatives that I knew that were doing the very thing. Once I came to know Jesus, my perspectives changed. I began to see people from a new lens through the eyes of Jesus Christ. I realized that what I was doing was judging and criticizing. God is the only judge. I've learned to get to know people and hear their perspectives to get an understanding of who they are and why um, they do the things they do. Vashti was also judged and criticized because she refused to come when the king summoned her. I'm sure there were several reasons, possible reasons, why she refused to come. One could be she did not want to be treated like the king's eye candy and sashayed in front of him and his drunk friends. Or she may have been pregnant. Could possibly she may not have been feeling well. She may have been tired. She may have been sick and tired of being sick and tired of the king's antics. And those are things that we need to... Find out by talking to the person, not just assuming anything and then basing our perspectives on that. Point number two, have you ever gotten to a point in your life that you no longer cared what others thought or said about you? Their perspective no longer mattered. As we go along this life's journey, you will at some point experience the negative perspectives that are sometimes driven by evil motives that's what was going on with the king's advisors they did not care about anyone but themselves so here are some of the things they did that proved that first they accused vashti of not only doing wrong to the king but to the nobles and the people of all the province of king xerxes this is the beginning of them building their case for their own evil motives Second, they were worried that their wives will do as Vashti did when they wanted to take advantage of them. And all Vashti did was she stood up for herself. She said, no, <laughs> I'm not coming. I'm not going to be viewed as a piece of meat. Third, they saw it as disrespect and discord that, and and they did not want to deal with that in their own homes. And then fourth, they suggested that the king issue a decree that could not be repealed, that Vashti be kicked out of the palace, and her queenship be given to someone else. So being not being repealed meant he could not reverse it. After he put that out there, it's a done deal. You see, he put it out there in different languages for all the different provinces uh, that he was over. This was a very serious thing. and And during those days... If you refuse to do what the king said, you could be killed. You could be put to death. You could not even approach the king unless he extended his golden scepter to you. It was very serious. But Vashti knew that. She knew, but she was standing firm. And understanding her perspective was different than theirs. She didn't want to be uh, treated that way. And, and I would imagine that this is not, was not the first time. So how about you? Are you being treated unfairly because of someone else's skewed perspective? How do we overcome situations like this? Well, first of all, we need to give it to God. And we need to understand that there are going to always be those to judge us. I call them judgy pants, <laughs> like I was doing, right? They're going to always be those who will judge us, who will have a negative persona about us simply because of their own upbringing, their own environment. And we, though, have to have uh, a perspective about ourselves based upon the word of God, based upon how God sees us, and also the same way about others, being very careful to do that. I've shared this story with you many times, but it's so fitting. The gentleman that we had the pleasure of serving uh, for a few years, we got to know Jesse. And to look at Jesse walking up and down Prospect in the same overalls, staggering drunk every time I saw him walking up and down the street, you would have a different perspective of him based upon what you saw and many times people just would think oh he's just a drunk bum he was more than any of that he was actually a person of character we got to know Jesse one Wednesday night and he would come you know maybe a a couple of Wednesdays a month and have a meal with us and stay for Bible study And he was always, always very respectful. And I'll tell you, I never, ever saw him sober. But he was always very respectful and kind and uh, caring, you know. And so one Wednesday night, he was after eating and he was a bit shaky and would leave a mess. and, And it was okay. And I got it up, and he said, Oh, I'm so sorry, Miss Jackie. I'm so sorry. I'm like, It's okay, Jesse. And so, as I was sharing that night, I was talking about uh, in the Old Testament where people were sacrificing their children to a God, little g, uh, throwing their children into the fire. And it was horrible. And Jesse began to sob. He cried out loud. I'd never seen him like that. And we, I stopped everything and I just said, Jesse, what's wrong? And he said, when I was in Vietnam, kids would come up to us and offer us a pack of cigarettes. And it could be a bomb. And we were instructed to kill them. We had to kill women that would come up to us and children. And he just said it was so, so sad. And we all just huddled around him and hugged him and comforted him. And you see, we got to really know what was going on with Jesse. It wasn't that he was just drinking to be drinking. He was drinking to bury the hurt and the pain. And he needed help for that. But his his choice was that. And he was truly a man of great character. Once we really got to know Jesse and who he really was, he came to know Jesus for sure in our coming to services. That's one of the things that my mom would always make sure, you know, and I followed suit, that you... Had that opportunity to know Jesus as your savior. I feel so honored that I had the opportunity of knowing Jesse. He's since gone on to be with the Lord and uh, he is free. He is healed. He is no longer crying. He's no longer sad. He's full of joy with the Lord. What about you? What perspectives, negative perspectives, skewed perspectives, have people um, put up on you and it's been very difficult for you? Or it could be the reverse. Maybe maybe you have one about someone else and God is saying, I want you to give that to me also. Give it to the Lord. And, why, and, and God is going to change your whole perspective in life like he did for me. <laughs> it's your day to do that. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first step. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That, my friends, that is the ultimate, to be with Jesus for eternity. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor, and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, jackiebikesministries.org, j-a-c-k-i-e-b-like-boy-u-y-c-k-s-ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org, learn more about what we're doing, teaching our youth in the community about life skills and workforce skills and starting their own businesses and how to work out their differences and, and being aware of human and sex trafficking. Thank you so much for partnering with us for your donations. We are extremely grateful and appreciate you absolutely a lot. (laughs) All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.